Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Colonel Talks Fashion. Um, I want to preface this episode by saying that we are getting mics, Rachel and I, so this will be the last episode with technical difficulties, so yay for that. But um, today's episode, we have Asa, our model coordinator, so I will let Rachel kind of introduce him. So, we have a very special guest today. Um, I swear me and Asa were meant to be friends. <laughs> I met him in my CIS freshman year, fall semester, and I thought he looked so cool and so fun. He just would walk up into class, dripped out, and then he gave a presentation on Coco Chanel, and I just knew I had to be his friend. And then I just kept seeing him everywhere. I would see him at random coffee shops sitting next to me. I would see him skateboarding. And then I just kept running into this person. And I was like, I know I have to be friends with him. Like, this is God or somebody telling me that we are meant to cross paths. And every time we would meet in a coffee shop, we'd both be having, like, some type of mental breakdown. (laughs) And then we kept knowing the same people, just similar crowds and... I feel like we really became friends when I met up with him in New York, but I'll keep talking about him so that he can talk for himself (laughs) because he's sitting right next to me. Oh, so Asa, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Um, Asa, and tell us about what you do at KRNL, your position, and kind of what your job consists of. Hello, everyone. So my name is Asa Phillips. I'm a junior at the University of Kentucky and the current model coordinator for KRNL. Um, it's a really great position to have. I love it. Love working with everybody here. Love both of the Rachels. Um, but yeah, so like my experience with Rachel starting out as a friend, like it was really kind of funny because we just always see each other. And I feel like that's something that we're probably going to talk about in a couple of minutes is being social and how that can get you connections into the future. Because I feel like that's something personally that has helped me on a personal level as well as a business level. Um, for internships that I have, that I have um, done to um, friends that I have made and just different connections, so. Yay! Okay, so the first question that we're going to dive into is just tell us a little bit about how you got to New York, what made you decide kind of like why you wanted to move there and how you got the internship that you did get, which you will also, I guess, explain. So I went to New York over fall break with some friends and we were in different stores and I knew I had wanted to move to New York at least temporarily throughout the summer or the next semester so as we were going to different high-end fashion stores we were I was just like asking people if they knew of like internships different things and I walked into this one store who I had followed on Instagram called the fluid project which is a gender neutral LGBTQIA inclusive um, fashion brand and I started talking to the guy who started the store and he um, was really intrigued by me as a person, as I was with his company brand and him as himself as well. And um, we just kind of hit it off. And I had talked to him, emailed him a little bit. And um, that's how I got my internship there. I was um, the main intern manager for the social media department, as well as business operations. Um, it was a great position to have. And I mean, literally, all you have to do is ask. When, you, when you're looking for an internship or anything in that just ask. And if they say no, then go back home and try again tomorrow somewhere else. You know, don't cry about it. Don't get all in your head because all that's going to do is hurt yourself more. So. 
did you have any social media experience before or was this your first real big social media job? So my social media account personally that I have went from 800 followers to 5,000 followers when I moved to New York. And that's literally, literally the power of just being social, just talking to people, meeting new people, not being shy. Um, it has nothing to do with how good your aesthetic is. If people like who you are and like you as a person, then they're going to follow you. They're going to like that. They're going to want to know what's, what you're up to, what you're doing next. And I feel like that's why um, I've been working in social media since then and really enjoyed it is because I'm able to re reflect myself in a positive light personally. And I feel like that also shows up in brands. You know, when you're not trying to necessarily be the clout chaser that everybody is, but you are just being yourself, people like that more. So. And did you start college and then get your internship? Like, did you do classes while you were in New York City? So at first I was like, I'm going to drop out of college. I'm just going to move straight to New York and that's going to be it. And I thought about it, talked to my parents a little bit about it, talked to some other friends, and I decided to do classes online, um, which was a little bit of a struggle at first because when I moved to New York, it was January. And at my internship, we were preparing and planning for New York Fashion Week. So I was literally working nonstop every day almost all day long, um, going to meetings, meeting new people, talking about different collabs that we were doing, social media stuff. Um, so it was kind of difficult, but if you balance your time right and you really focus in on what you're there for, um, it works out well. So um, I feel like on that end, it worked out really well. I do feel like I didn't learn as much on the online classes, but if that's not something that you're worried about and you're really and you're worried about your internship personally Experience. through my yes personally through my internship I learned more through working than I ever would in a classroom so that's why I felt like it was worth it for me for sure I think experience is key in everything I mean obviously it's important to take classes but classes are not for everybody I feel like when I have learned in a class it's when I'm learning when you take what you learn and apply it you know what I mean not by just doing busy work but so how was New York Fashion Week was that your first New York Fashion Week so New York Fashion Week was amazing um, I got to work um, at the Hardeman um, jean company which is another gender neutral jean brand um, for their fashion week it was amazing um, met a lot of people through that and honestly like I was really nervous at first. I was like, what am I going to wear? You know, who am I going to meet? Am I going to look weird there? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? And it was great. Like, it was very, like, low-key, honestly. Um, really enjoyed it. Everybody there was, you know, dripped out, looked great. But I also feel like it depends on the crowd that you surround yourself with. You know, who you surround yourself with, you turn into, which is something that's really important when looking for an internship, a job, because you want to be around people who make you the best version of you. You don't want to be around people who make you feel worse about yourself or who make you feel like you have to change. Um, so really look for that atmosphere, that good positive energy when you're looking for a career, a job, anything like that. So given y your social media internship, do you think that social media would ever be something that you would want to do again? Or what do you see yourself doing like after school? Also, tell us your major. We didn't even touch on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am currently an e economic major, so um, completely not related. I mean, I guess it is related in some ways, but um, at this point with college, I'm just trying to get a degree because I, I have done other majors, you know, 
And I just felt like every one of them, I had the same problem, you know. I hate, I hate school. Like, I hate class. So that's why having an internship, internship for me was so healthy and beneficial. Um, what was the first question, the first part of the question? Would you do social media again? Would I do social media managing again? Um, I honestly feel like it would depend on who I'm working for. I still have this internship, and I'm still working remotely. Um, I really enjoy it. However, I feel like it honestly just depends on what their angle is with their social media and what they support. Um, because I had, you know, talked to a lot of other people and gotten other internship offers, but when I researched the company or looked at their social media harder and with a closer lens, I really didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't like the energy. And that's something that's really important. I felt like they weren't very inclusive with people in terms of people of color, in terms of LGBTQIA and inclusivity there. Um, especially for New York. So I was really careful about who I picked for my upcoming internship, which is really what it comes down to. I feel like any of us can do 100 different jobs at least if we're in the right atmosphere with the right people. Um, it really just depends on the people that you're around all the time and who you surround yourself with. If you're with good people who work hard and enjoy the, their job, but also on a personal level ask you how you are and care about you, then your job is gonna be so much better and so much more productive than working in a place that is very fake and negative. That is kind of the environment that we strive for at KRNL. I feel like we're all similar and like-minded in, in a way, but we all like have a totally different interests and stuff. Um, so that's good to hear. But um, one question I have for you is, when you were doing social media management, did, um, your boss or whoever was in charge, did they give you specific projects for the day or what would your projects consist of? So um, basically how it started because Fashion Week was right around the corner um, was we just worked on Fashion Week stuff at first. And then after Fashion Week started to wind down, they started giving me different objectives of social media and different things that they said I should look for. Um, I didn't have specific like assignments per se, but I did have certain things I should go home and do or practice so I could perform better in my internship, which is more so what anybody should do when they have an internship is to, you know, to present their best work, um, which a lot of times involves practice, research, whatever it may be, which is basically what I felt like the homework was. So now that you are a model coordinator at KRNL um, and you've done a great job so far, we love having you here, but what is something new that you bring to KRNL or what do you think is vital for a model coordinator to have? I feel like after coming back from New York with a new lens and a new perspective on fashion and lifestyle and um, that type of thing, I feel like it's very important first off to make sure that you have the good energy around and looking for models that present good energy and good, um, good pictures and, and photos. Um, and that doesn't involve somebody being tall or somebody being short. That's all on the energy that they personally present. And then on top of that, I feel like something that I've really learned through KRNL is um, aesthetic and how to match things to look cohesive together. Um, this, past, this past photo shoot that we had, it was a really great opportunity to be able to find people that complement each other because it's one thing to be able to look good in a photo by yourself but to look good in a photo with a group of people and to compliment each other is something really great and um, just personal, I feel. I feel like that's a really good note. Not that our magazines in the past 
have struggled with that, but I really do feel like we definitely have improved on that. I mean, all of our models have been great, but there are some photos that turn out like, okay, what could have been better for this? And I think, honestly, it was not having models that complemented each other or that made each other feel confident or comfortable, you know what I mean? So I think, you know, when you're picking models, you're not being rude or trying to exclude people. You're really just trying to pick people that you know are going to present the art the best way possible and show the outfit that how you want to present it the best way possible. And I think sometimes people get confused by that. But models are probably one of the most important aspects of a photo shoot. And what's so cool about ours is that they're all students, you know, like you don't have to be Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid or even be with a modeling agency like you yourself can be a model, and I think it's really cool and brings students a lot of confidence when they see their face in a magazine on campus or the cover, you know? So I think that's a really, really good point that we're definitely going to start going to be, like, implementing more. And Asa's also just really good at tips for, you know, when you're posing for pictures. He, he takes my pictures, and he's like, Rachel, don't put your, all your hands in your pocket. Just leave your thumb out. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know that. And, like, he's like, it'll loosen you up. And so I think you're really good at that. And I think that's – I think it's so cool that you've had the experience to live in New York, even if it was only for th three months. Well, you did grow up there, which you can talk about in a minute. But I think everyone should at least once in their life go live, live somewhere new and see what it teaches you. Okay, so this is kind of off topic, but I'm curious – about what your answer is going to be, but what are some of your favorite brands to support? That's a really hard answer because I like a lot of high-end designer brands and then I like a lot of underground brands as well. Um, but mainly here currently, um, especially when I lived in New York, I didn't shop a lot of high-end or designer. If I did, it would probably be like Dior or Balenciaga um, just because that was that's what was in and looking hot but I really try to support a lot of vintage brands and thrift stores because I would find so much stuff that would be worth so much more if it wasn't in a thrift store or in a vintage store um I also like Fendi and Prada I mean I am a name I am a name brand person not gonna lie um <laughs> however um I also really like Kappa Kappa is a brand that I really um vibe with um, but yeah, I and mean, there's so many brands in New York that, you know, when you're walking down the street, you're walking past their, their storefront and you never heard of them and they could have the most amazing clothing. Um, there's so many different Japanese brands in New York City that have recently um, moved there and located there and they have the most amazing fashion, the most amazing clothing and um, aesthetic. And it's really good to incorporate some of that, some, some different into your style and di different into your everyday um, closet. What would you say is your style? You know, not everybody has to have a defined style. Like, I don't think I really have a defined style. But, you know, you still have your own aesthetic. What would you say that yours is or, like, your go-to? Um, I feel like my personal style can be all over the place. However, I do have some favorites. I really draw a lot of influence from um, grungy, um, like, just grungy fashion, grunge fashion. Um, I also really look into, like, a lot of 80s rock and punk rock artists because – for that time, they were really the renegades for femininity and um, and getting rid of toxic masculinity in pop culture. Um, you know, at, at, in the 80s, we had certain influencers who, certain people who were celebrities who were, you know, masculine people. And that's great and wonderful, but they were 
they really incorporated toxic masculinity into pop culture. So a lot of 80s punk rock and a lot of 80s rock and indie music really goes against that and really shows that, you know, it's okay to have long hair. It's okay to want to wear platforms. It's okay to wear skinny jeans and leather. Um, all of that is okay. Um, I also really like a lot of 90s hip-hop and alternative um, kind of fashion. So my, my fashion honestly um, bounces between those two aesthetics. I feel like in New York, I didn't look as out of place wearing a lot of my 80s um, punk rock and grunge aesthetic while here in Lexington I definitely go more towards the 90s hip-hop look just because different locations have different styles so you did grow up in Brooklyn which I don't think he mentioned but Asa grew up in Brooklyn and then he had to move to Kentucky due to like his dad and different jobs different reasons but do you think when you moved here your style shifted so that you could mold better or did you stick to your true self at first so, um, so basically moving from different place, like going, being in New York at a younger age, um, it's a different, a whole different city yeah, from when you come and visit. Like I've came, I went back and visited afterwards and it's completely different. I felt like a tourist and I felt like I didn't belong, even though I knew where everything was, it was a completely different atmosphere. And, um, in high school getting, Fashion tips and learning about fashion from people around northern Kentucky in that area. I felt like my fashion sense went downhill a little bit. Personally, I, I mean, it went a little bit more sloppier, you know, T-shirts, sweatshirts, um, basic jeans, which is okay. That's completely fine if that's your, if that's your style. Um, however, I felt like I wasn't pushing myself. I felt like I wasn't learning and breaking new boundaries for the fashion world and for myself. Um, so being able to move to New York temporarily and visit a lot really helps because I get an outside influence and I get inspiration that I normally wouldn't have besides Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. Um, so that's something that's really beneficial. Did people respond to you a certain way when you said that you were from like rural Kentucky when you first moved there? Um, so I don't usually talk about where I'm from a lot. I don't necessarily hide it. I just feel like there's not really a need to tell where you're from for a lot of people because in the end, nobody should judge you on where you're from or where you come from. They should judge you as the person that you are personally and who you are, regardless of your accent or dialect or fashion sense. Um, that's something I've also really worked on, especially starting here at UK. I felt like I was left out my first semester a lot in the sense of, you know, everybody's from these different places and everybody's living in Greek life and thriving or they have their own scene, whatever it might be. And at first, I felt like I didn't really have that. And I really taught myself a lesson in um, not caring about where somebody's from or where I'm from or the influences that they might have had in the past and really just caring about who they are now and learning who they are now and experiencing that. So to answer your question about um, people in New York, most people in New York aren't from New York. So, I mean, I would meet people all the time from Kentucky, from Oregon, from Ohio, from Alabama even. I've met so many people from Alabama and Australia, <laughs> um, specifically in Brooklyn, and I don't know why. But I think that's the great part of New York is nobody's from New York for the most part. So who are they to judge you for living in a place besides where you grew up? It's not your decision on where you, where you were born. That's completely, you know, that's destiny. That's happenstance. So... 
I feel like that answers your question pretty yeah. well. The thing that bothers me is because I have met some people who claim that they're woke or, you know, people that claim that they're accepting and then you tell them where you're from and they're like, start making fun of it. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I thought that you were open. I thought you were accepting, but yet you're still judging me where I'm from or you just don't even want to come visit from where I'm from. But like, what would you know? So I just don't like when people who claim that they're very accepting and open then just like make fun of where you come from because you know being from Kentucky and I'm sure being from Tennessee we get it all the time and it's just very (laughs) this makes me so angry that's why I sound mad right now it just bothers me because yes I'm from Kentucky but why are we putting stereotypes on Kentucky you don't know anything about me or anything about my upbringing you've never even visited there so what do you know about it (laughs) period that's all I have to say on that (laughs) So, when you're in New York for a long period of time, whenever you get to visit Kentucky, are you glad to get out of the city and be in a rural area, or what do you feel? So, my parents live on a farm right now in northern Kentucky, and when I first came back to Kentucky due to um, COVID-19, I was so many different... moods of sad and depressed however like when I'm visiting when I'm living in New York for an extended period of time and I come back home to visit for a couple days it feels really nice because the city is a very very busy place and you can go for a very long time without really seeing um, multiple trees or even grass (laughs) Um, especially where I lived um, which was um, in between Williamsburg and Bushwick of Brooklyn which is by a lot of warehouses so you know you don't see a lot of nature you see rats and cockroaches and that's your nature and although I'm not necessarily an outdoorsy person or a rural person I definitely like to come home sometimes and experience that and also to piggyback off of what Rachel said a few minutes ago I think it's really really important to be able to support influencers and people who have become famous from where you're from for example Jack Harlow in Louisville um, he is representing of what he's representing Kentucky he's representing everything yeah, that Louisville it. is. Yes, and that's something that's so important. Don't hide where you're from. Be proud of it, even if it is from a conservative area, because somehow, way, shape, or form, that place did somehow make yeah. you you. Um, I've noticed when I watch interviews with him, like that's always a question that people ask him. They're like, so what is it like growing up in Kentucky? You're like, oh, like Kentucky, what's that like? Country? Like, are you country? And he's like, literally no. Like, and why are they even asking that? I mean, I guess it's interesting. Like, I asked... I ask you, like, how is it like living in New York, blah, 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 but sometimes just the way people ask it kind of seems rude, but he totally embraces it, which a lot of people don't, like, Ruby Rose, I don't know if you all know who she is, but she's from Lexington, and when she gets interviewed about it, not the Kanye West group, is that, Ruby Rose is like a female rapper. Oh, no, no, no. This is another Ruby Rose, but I've noticed an interview, she dated Playboy Cardi. And she raps. But I've noticed in interviews, they, like, she'll talk about Kentucky so bad. And I'm, like, maybe she definitely had a bad experience. Um, for sure, I can see where she's coming from. But also, I don't know, like, maybe just embrace it a little bit. Everyone's experience is different. But I just like how Jack Carlo, you know, talks highly of it. Okay, I have a fun question for you, Asa. And this is going to be interesting. But I'll give you a minute to think about it. But what is, like, the weirdest thing you've seen in New York City, or what's the coolest thing? Oh, I already have the answer. <laughs> okay. Hand him the mic. 
So my route to New York to work and from work every morning um, was basically um, where I lived. There was the um, there was the M train right beside my apartment, literally like a two minute walk, which is wonderful. And I would take the M train and about mm, six or seven stops, maybe less. I don't remember um, to my work. But the train was, um, they were doing construction or something, so I had to get off two stops earlier and just walk to my work, which is like about a 15, 20-minute walk. It wasn't that bad. But on my way to work, I was passing this guy who was probably in his mid-40s, and he had a staple gun and was stapling nails into his head. Like, he was bald. He was stapling nails into his head. (laughs) I... I didn't know what to think, and he had passed out as I was walking past him. He 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 fell down, and a bunch of people surrounded him. I was like, "Do I stop?" I just see, I just see you standing I, there. I was literally like, "What do I do?" Like, I can stop and help this man, even though there's already like 25 people around him. And I I honestly thought this is New York. People are helping him. People are around him. I don't feel like me standing there just trying to figure out what's gonna happen or what's going on or if he's okay is gonna help anything. So I just walked on, but. Um, that was one experience, and there was another experience that scarred me for life, which I probably shouldn't tell, especially because I don't want people thinking badly of New York, but this one is just, I have to tell it. Okay. So, I, again, I was on my way to work, and I was taking the M train. The M train is wild, and there was this guest, or there was this guy who was, like, yes. doing, like, m- m- mariachi music or something in the corner trying to, like, he was, like, a performer, mm-hmm. which you're not technically supposed to do on the train, but everybody does it. So he was there, and he had this little bucket. A rat crawled out of his bucket onto the train, <laughs> and he didn't even stop or, like, anything. The rat was running around, and it climbed up onto this woman who was sleeping. <gasps> oh and I didn't know. Like, I was like, what am, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to say, like, hey, there's a rat on you? Like, but... So basically, I just kind of sat there for a second, and then somebody poked her and said, "There's a rat on." Like she had a dress on; it was just sitting there chilling. Oh and, and this rat literally, she got up and she like big. the rat fell off. It was huge, and the rat fell off and just walked away. I don't even know where it went. It just walked away. It like away. it just walked away. But that's just New York for you. Like not one, not one day you're gonna go by and see something, not see something crazy i've never seen a rat so big or actually in real life till i went to new york and then you just they're disgusting (laughs) that's all i gotta say okay you guys we need to do an episode with asa of just horrible new york stories (laughs) because that is so funny i like love hearing about that kind of stuff but so, what would advice would you give to people our age, especially, that want to either intern in New York for the summer or for a semester, once things get better, of course? I don't want to hear people complaining and whining about money. Like, I, I am a college student myself. My parents support me to a certain degree. However, if you have a dream and you want to go for it, money should not be the first thing that pops into your head. Because money is a material thing. Um, I know so many people have moved to New York literally with $1,000 in their pocket, and now they're millionaires who have memberships at the Soho House. Um, If you want whatever it is that you want so badly that you're willing to work for it and struggle for it, then you will do it. Because essentially, you're torturing yourself just as much by not going for it, by sitting in Lexington or wherever it else, wherever wherever else it is, 
and just saying, I wish I could do this, but I just don't have the money for it. Or I just don't, I'm just too scared because I don't want to be alone. Well, guess what? When you move to New York, um, you, can, you can decide to either be alone in your apartment and not talk to people, or you can decide to go out and meet people and um, be able to experience, you know, everything that's great about it. So just go for it. Go for it. Don't think twice about it. And if you fail and you struggle, then guess what? You can always come back to Kentucky. <laughs> home sweet home. My old Kentucky home. So for the life hike at the end of the episode, tell the listeners what is one thing that they need to know before going to New York? That you wish somebody had told you. Okay, so I have a couple things, but I guess I need to leave it to one or two. Um, the first thing is buy a pair of rain boots or shoes that are durable in the rain. Because when it rains in New York, at a younger age when I was in New York, I was inside. I was a child. I didn't think anything about buying rain boots to go to work. But when I came back and it was raining every day or snowing, you need you need some sort of shoes that will hold up. Doc Martens are not going to do it. <laughs> um, buy a good pair of rain boots or something like that that will hold up really strong and nicely. Another thing is do not – when you first move to New York, don't <laughs> – when, when you first move to New York, make sure – that you, um, if you're going to live with roommates, make sure that you meet the roommates first. I've heard so many horror stories about people moving in with the craziest people out there. So just really watch out for yourself. You know, nobody's going to be up there watching you and telling you you should or should not do that. Just really be responsible and watch yourself is all I can say because there are some really crazy people out there. Good to know. <laughs> okay, Asa, thank you so much for being on tonight. This episode was so fun. I loved getting to talk to you. But tell the listeners um, where they can find you on Instagram. And also, if anyone listening wants to model for us in the future, how do they go about that? Okay, so um, first off, we'll start with if you are interested in modeling. Anybody, please email me. Um, don't hesitate. If you're interested, if you've never modeled before but you want to try, please let me know. Um, we would love to work with you and see what you are capable of. Um my email is asacfashion at gmail.com, which is A-S-A and then C and then fashion at gmail.com. Um, lastly, my Instagram handle is um, house of Asa, but every S in that Instagram handle is actually a Z. So it's house of Asa, um, H-A-U-Z, and then of, O-F, and then A-Z-A. So thank you all. I really appreciate it. Yay, I love Asa so much, so I'm so glad I met him and that he came into my life, and I'm so glad you guys got to hear a little bit about him. Yeah, I think he's a great person. Everyone needs to hear his story because it's awesome. But we will see you guys next week, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>